Mary, how does the book man and We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. Radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey! It's a segment of your imagination. Randy Rhodes Show. Turn up your mind. All I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 oh votes, which is one more that we have. This now infamous call. And flipping the state is a great testament to our country. Helped to spark a special purpose grand jury investigation in Georgia. But it's not only what he said, but what he said. Hmm. Setting up a possible showdown in Atlanta. They have now told me that I'm the target, I'm a target of their Atlanta investigation. The ex-president's former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, now a target in the investigation into whether Donald Trump and his allies violated the law in their attempt to flip election results in Georgia. Investigators scrutinizing Giuliani's appearances before state lawmakers in 2020, where he peddled baseless claims of widespread irregularities and voter fraud, attacking voting machines. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, this is not a machine you want counting your votes. And a week later, Georgia election workers. They look like they're passing out dope, not just ballots. Uh, It is quite clear they're stealing votes. Those statements came after other false claims Giuliani made regarding the Georgia recount following Trump's loss. They're counting the same fraudulent ballots. The recount being done in Georgia will tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just be counted again. In the case of Rudy Giuliani, you know, his involvement in all the other stuff, but also his involvement in uh, attempting to influence the Georgia legislature and making false statements to the Georgia legislature about the existing uh, existence of fraud. And, you know, you can't make false, you know, you can say whatever you want on TV, but if you make false statements to the government and government officials like the legislators, uh, that's potentially a crime. We're starting to live in a fascist state. Giuliani on Monday, seeming to give a glimpse into a possible defense. I was his lawyer of record in that case. The statements that I made uh, uh, are either attorney-client privilege, because they were between me and him, or they were being made on his behalf in order to defend him. There's something called the crime fraud exception. (laughs) And if they're sitting and, and talking about criminal activity, uh, there's no there's no attorney-client privilege. The news about Rudy Giuliani being targeted coming the same day a judge ruled that Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina must testify before the Fulton County Grand Jury. He denies pressuring Georgia's Secretary of State to toss legal ballots and is expected to testify next week. Giuliani is expected to appear Wednesday. No word if he will invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. I think this is uh, moving ahead at full speed, and I expect that it'll be a pretty devastating case that will include Donald Trump. Believe me. Yes, it will. Uh, happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, you know, uh, it's Taco Tuesday, I guess. Uh, Fajita Tuesday at my house. But uh, this is uh, this is starting to look like... Um, I don't know, circling the drain, you know, I, I just, uh, I, 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 listen, you want to take, you, you want to make bets on like how long it's going to be before Donald Trump is, uh, you know, arrested and frog marched or if he will be arrested and frog marched or if he will be arrested in private, in private or allowed to surrender himself, uh, you know, how will it go? What, what is, uh, you know, what is it that you see happening? Because 
no matter how it happens, it will happen. That's just a gimme now. Whether it's a RICO case where all of these crimes are just, you know, uh, included in one grand charge of running a racketeering influenced corrupt organization, or if it's individual cases like, um, oh, I don't know, deleting Secret Service messages or stealing classified information or going down to Georgia with the other devil and, uh, you know, looking for votes to steal because they were in a bind, they were way behind and they were willing to make a deal. You know, fake electors or calling for violence or now we're finding out that they actually did do what uh, they were telling talk show hosts in the right-wing sphere They actually did seize data from voting machines. They actually did do it. And that they, uh, especially in Georgia, they they were looking at, they copied data from voting machines. Um, That's illegal too. So is Rudy being um, asked to testify so that he can make a deal and flip on Donald Trump? Or would we like to see a twofer here? Would we like to see a twofer? I, I was talking with a buddy of mine. We were doing this just today excitedly, maybe too excitedly, I, I got to admit. But what's the percentage he runs? What's the percentage he flips? Oh, he's running. What's the per- this is a fun game to play, but again, I can't let you get me too excited. About Donald Trump running? About, oh, I meant fleeing. Like, oh, oh, fleeing. oh, yeah, oh the, flight risk. Yeah, flight yeah, risk. fleeing the interview, fleeing the interview. Oh, well. I mean, his plane says Trump on it in giant letters, so it'd be kind of hard to evade, you know, authorities in that uh, personal, in that little respect. I do know that um, when the um, warrant was executed upon uh, Mara Lago, (laughs) Magaloco, when uh, the warrant was executed, uh, they accidentally took three of his passports. Now, people were speculating then if it was because the Department of Justice imagines that Donald Trump is a flight risk. And the answer is no, because they returned those passports to Donald Trump. Two of them were expired. But the really sick, twisted one is the one that he travels on is a diplomatic passport. There is no way that a person that steals classified information or even, you know, not classified information, government information, and has his lawyer swear in an affidavit. It's the affidavit. Swear in an affidavit that they had turned everything that they had over uh, when they clearly knew or they should have known that their client still retained documents that did not belong to him. So those lawyers, you know, they're, they're likely to flip too. I, I mean, there's so much going on that, uh, you know, it, it, it blows your mind. But that Donald Trump is a person who mishandles government information, that mishandles, you know, uh, uh, top secret and compartmented secret information they should revoke his his diplomatic passport that's that's one thing i would say let him go apply for a new passport like i had to let him go do that let him go through the six-week waiting period let him uh, you know go to the office and you know apply uh, for a passport but listen here's the thing rudy's claiming attorney client privilege well you in my audience you're smarter than that we know better than that we know that if the lawyer and the client are sitting around planning a caper or sitting around talking about crimes that they want to commit or did commit or want to commit again or whatever it is or something's in the process, there is a crime fraud exception to attorney-client privilege. So that doesn't exist for Rudy because obviously they were planning a caper or two or three or nine, right? 
the other part of Rudy's uh, thing that won't hold water is that Rudy was talking to other people. Now, you know, you have attorney-client privilege uh, with, uh, you know, your, your, your client if you're not talking in the presence of others. So that goes away because they're talking in front of Eastman. They're talking in front of uh, Sidney Powell. They're talking in front of Jenna Ellis. They're talking in front of all these freaking people. Uh, they're talking, uh, you know, uh, openly at, uh, you know, the landscaping place. <laughs> I mean, so that goes away. And then, of course... You know, the, the executive privilege idea, that's bullcrap too, because if you're talking in front of other people, then there is no executive privilege. So any privilege that he would claim he has is just going to go away. The court will not, uh, you know, view that as uh, being pr privileged or protected information. But now Lindsey Graham has to go down to Georgia. Lindsey Graham, he tried so hard to uh, flee the interview. He tried so hard to say, Oh, you know, uh, the, 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 what's it called? The uh, Something and Debate Act, Speech and Debate Act or something. It covers me as a U.S. senator. Bullcrap. It doesn't cover you as a U.S. senator. You called Georgia and asked them to throw out absentee ballots, and you did it for political purposes. You didn't do it for legislative purposes. You weren't trying to legislate on behalf of the Georgia uh, state legislatures, you know, how they should conduct their elections. You have no place, no role to play there. You you were calling on behalf of your political patron. You were calling because you're a political parasite. And you had attached yourself to a, a, a slug. You attached yourself to a thug. You attached yourself to a criminal. So the court ruled he has to show up and testify. All things Randy at, at randyrhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. There's a technical definition of target, and I, I actually pulled out my old U.S. attorney's manual. That's sort of the procedural Bible by which we federal prosecutors do business. And it's a definition of target that is pretty much universally accepted, even this, in the state systems. And I want to read it verbatim. A target is a person as to whom the prosecutor or the grand jury has substantial evidence linking him or her to the commission of a crime and who in the judgment of a, the prosecutor is a putative defendant. And I can translate that into <laughs> English, Lawrence. A target is the guy we're looking to indict. Uh, but not necessarily the only guy in any particular grand jury. No, we can have multiple targets. And the fact that uh, Rudy Giuliani's lawyers were just put on notice by District Attorney Fonnie Willis that he is a target in the grand jury's investigation does not preclude other targets. We all sort of know, based on the way the evidence has developed, that Donald Trump is a likely target. Ah. And then we may be hearing Lindsey Graham sort of earning himself the distinguished title of target the way things are going. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, just enjoying a, a brief moment of of respite here uh, for uh, you know our, our 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 equal justice under law thing that we think we got going on here, and just imagining that it could be true, just imagining that it could be true that we would have equal justice under law, considering that we have Donald Trump on tape, on tape saying, "I need you to rig the election for me," Rudy Giuliani on tape, falsely testifying in front of the Georgia legislature. 
Now, you can lie on the TV. You can lie at the Four Seasons landscaping. You can lie there. You can lie on Fox News, You can, uh, as we all know. In fact, lying on Fox News is so uh, garden variety that they use it as a defense when they get sued for defamation. They say no one would believe anything that we say, no reasonable person, and they use the reasonable man standard, which is <laughs> funny when you consider who the audience is, but that's what they use in court, the reasonable man standard, and they argue to the jury and to a judge that no reasonable man would believe anything Tucker Carlson says or anything uh, Greg Gutfeld or any anything uh, you know anybody on Fox News says and that holds water that does that holds up under questioning the reasonable man standard nobody would believe but you can't lie to the government you can't lie to the legislature, which is what Rudy did. This is what Donald Trump did. You can't extort people, which is what Donald Trump is on tape doing. You can't incite violence, which is what was going on in Georgia to the point where, uh, remember Gabriel Sterling got on the TV and said this has got to stop? Stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's gonna get hurt, someone's gonna get shot, someone's gonna get killed, and it's not right. I, I, it's not right. It has all gone too far. All of it. Joe DeGeneva today asked for Chris Krebs a patriot who ran CISA to be shot. Huh. A 20-something tech in Gwinnett County today has death threats and a noose put out saying he should be hung for treason because he was transferring a report on batches from an EMS to a county computer so he could read it. Hmm. It has to stop. Mr. President, you have not condemned these actions or this language. Whoops. Senators, you have not condemned this language or these actions. Whoops. This has to stop. You remember that? I remember that. I think you remember that too. But uh, yeah, all of this activity, all of this extortion, all of this incitement to violence, all of this, you know, uh, whipping up a frenzy uh, over a, a giant lie that was told to the government in Georgia is illegal. It's illegal. You cannot do it. So now Lindsey Graham has to go down to Georgia. Rudy, you know, Rudy, of course, the reason why they tell you that you are a target of an investigation is so that you can make an educated uh, guess about whether or not this is your chance to tell your side of the story or if you should invoke your fifth, uh, your, your right to not incriminate yourself in a criminal inquiry and ex exert your uh, Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. So I, I can promise you, you know, Rudy didn't want to go. He's been avoiding going. He lied to the court. He lied to the court. He said he couldn't travel. He said he was so sick he couldn't travel. And Fannie Willis, she actually found evidence that Rudy had traveled after he claims he was diagnosed with something that uh, told him that he can't travel. But he did travel by air. And, in fact, they told him, if you can't fly, we'll send you a plane ticket. Uh, we'll send you a, a train ticket. If you can't fly... Get an Uber. Come on down. Get in your car. Drive. But Rudy was lying then, too. Rudy uh, is probably going to go tomorrow and, and, and you know, uh, take his Fifth Amendment right. Because that's what Donald Trump just did. 
And he did it in a civil case, okay? They can't tell the truth because the truth will not set them free. Lindsey Graham can't tell the truth. So what's left? What's left to do for uh, Fannie Willis if Rudy is uh, being summoned and everybody knows he's a target and that means that he he will likely invoke his Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate himself. Hmm, what does that mean? Let's see. So at, at this stage, the most likely choice uh, for Giuliani is the Fifth Amendment at the grand jury. Then what's the prosecutor's choice? Mm -hmm. So the prosecutor's choice will be to proceed with the investigation. And the fact that D.A. Willis has already announced that Rudy Giuliani is a target of the criminal probe suggests to us criminal. that she has met that threshold to have somebody designated a target. Substantial evidence linking him to the crime and an intent to indict. So he can invoke the fifth and, you know, that may give him some momentary comfort because he <laughs> won't be compelled to incriminate himself. But that does not stop Fawnie Willis from asking the grand jury to indict Rudy Giuliani. Uh, what did what did Donald Trump's lawyers see in this development? Well, listen, if he ends up being criminally indicted for any number of violations of Georgia state law, then that certainly ratchets up the pressure. And we prosecutors say pressure bursts pipes. So I think that will increase the odds that Rudy Giuliani may decide to save himself and flip, turn and cooperate against Donald Trump. Ah. <laughs> ah. The irony is so delicious considering his influence on the RICO statutes, how many people he made flip the mafia, and now it's, well, it's beautiful. You know, it, it, it's, it's that, that, that's what Celebrity Apprentice was really about. That's how Donald Trump plays. He likes to pit one against the other, but he always thought that he was above it all. He always thought that it was other people that would go, you know, at each other, that no one would come after him because he was too powerful. He was too strong. He was too smart. We'll see. We'll see because uh, one is being set upon the other now, just like it was a celebrity apprentice, except this is criminal. And you don't get booted off the show. You get taken to federal prison. Yeah, you go to the federal pen. Five six one two seven zero thirty eight forty four. Five six one two seven zero thirty eight forty four. All right, this is Rudy Giuliani's former press secretary. Listen, Rudy flew too close to the sun. He got too close to Trump. He got burned. Um, he knows how DOJ works. He knows how the FBI works. He knows these are meticulous investigations. I I know this is not a popular position with the media, but I think we should take a wait and see. Um, <laughs> Uh, that the affidavit shouldn't be released. I'm doubling back to the earlier conversation. Um, I know he's. I know he's nervous. Uh, he could have flown uh, to Georgia. Oh. Uh, you know, he flies all over the world. So that's just a typical uh, tactic to try to postpone the inevitable. Why do you think he's nervous about this Georgia investigation? Because he know he knows the truth. He knows he lied to legislators. He knows mm -hmm. that he concocted this false elector scheme. Um, you know, he knows he lied for his client. And he knows we all know. It's, it's clear. What's his next move? Add delay, delay, delay. Kick the can down the road. I if, think, you know, at, at this point in his life, his goal is to 
die a free man. How sad. How sad. The, 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 the mayor of the United States, okay, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, who was so, um, he was so prescient that he put the emergency response center to 9-11 in the World Trade Center. Just uh, saying. Just saying. But, yeah, Rudy. Rudy is, uh, you know, trying to die a free man. You know what that tells you? That tells you Rudy is going to flip. Rudy will make a deal. Rudy will sell out Donald Trump and tell, at long last, the truth of the fake electors, the truth of the uh, Green Bay sweep, the truth of uh, that they hacked data. They really did do it. They took data, sensitive data from election systems in Georgia and, and other states in this secretive multi-state effort to access voting equipment uh, that, uh, you know, was uh, signaled to us by uh, Michael Flynn on right-wing lunatic fringy shows, right? We know that. We know all kinds of things that, uh, you know, we have found out in the last two years about everything that they did to not only steal the election, to overturn the election, that they targeted Mike Pence for death so he couldn't certify the election, but then they wipe Secret Service phones. Oh, so now this this Kufari guy, who the the uh, investigator, the um, inspector general for the Department of Homeland Security, headed up by a guy named Chad. Yeah, Chad Wolf. Uh, today, the the House of Representatives uh, they just sent a letter to him saying you're obstructing this investigation, and you know it. So they they're they're, they're starting to you know get uh, keen on this is the January sixth uh, you know investigation. This is separate and apart from the Department of Justice's investigation, which is separate and apart from the Georgia District Attorney's investigation in the state of Georgia. I mean, you've got a federal at the Department of Justice, you've got a state in Georgia, and you've got the uh, Congress uh, who are just trying to protect the American voting uh, apparatus. They're just trying to figure out how do we protect ourselves, you know, from uh, this ever happening again. That's the whole purpose of the... Oh, and speaking of the January 6th committee, you know, uh, today is the day Liz Cheney will probably lose her... uh, She won't lose her seat, but she will lose uh, uh, her primary... Okay, uh, because she has principles and integrity and dared to stand up for democracy. She dared to stand up to Donald Trump. She dared to stand up for the American way of life. She dared to do that. This is a woman who voted 90% of the time, if not more, with Donald Trump. I mean, if, if you say to me, I only vote for the congressman that returns the goods to me, I only pick people to represent me who actually understand me and my life and my needs and my business and my family and, uh, you know, uh, my, my, you're, you're so full of crap. You're so full of crap. Because if you're a Republican in Wyoming today, you know that Liz Cheney delivered for you. You know that Liz Cheney is an uber conservative. You know that Liz Cheney has, uh, you know, voted with Donald Trump over and over and over, which is why I could never vote for her. But the idea that you're voting for her simply because she has integrity, you need to process that because that is why you're voting against her. You don't want anybody with integrity. You don't want anybody who believes in democracy. You don't want anybody who has principles. Okay, that say there is a line that you cannot cross in this here country. We are not an autocracy. We're not a banana republic. People who break the law are not above the law. People who break the law and scheme and lie and incite violence against Congress and target our own capital need to be addressed. Now, remember, she can't prosecute him. 
She can't take away his liberty. She can't, uh, you know, do anything like that at all. Neither can Adam Kinzinger, neither can anybody on the January 6th select committee, okay? They can't do anything, anything criminal, criminally. They can't, they can't sentence anybody to anything. But you're going to vote against her in Wyoming. Liz, I just want to tell you people in Wyoming who are independents and or Democrats, you know, if maybe I hope you do, and if you don't, maybe this is news to you, and you'll say, oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to do it. Uh, Wyoming has same-day registration, meaning you can go and register today and vote today. Now, you can really, uh, you know, uh, unnerve people and vote for the Democrat because <laughs> they got ranked choice voting in Wyoming, meaning, uh, you know, Republicans, uh, Democrats, uh, you know, they uh, all have a shot. Uh, but honestly, this is this is crazy to tell yourself that you're voting against Liz Cheney for any other reason except that she has integrity and principles and protects the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. You know, and don't 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 worry about Liz Cheney. I mean, she'll be fine. She's probably going to run for president. Now, let's move over to Alaska real quick, because you're having a primary today, too. Uh, Lisa Murkowski, she is, uh, you know, your senator, one of your two. She's on the ballot today. She's being primaried today. Let me just remind you that Lisa Murkowski doesn't really take no for an answer. So if you, uh, you know, somehow decide she's not loyal enough for you, she's not uh, the stuff that champions are made of uh, in Alaska. Just remember the last time she lost her uh, primary, she ran as a write-in candidate, you know? She's got a lot of skill. She's got a lot of skill. She's got a lot of enthusiasm. She's got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I don't take no for an answer in her. She's perfect for you, Alaska. But if uh, for some reason, uh, you know, you're not in the mood. Also, you got the uh, 14-year-old redo, okay? Sarah Palin literally trying to get $165,000 a year paid to her for doing absolutely nothing. She's running for Congress. Really? Joel the plumber. Yeah. She's running on the, for the, in, inside the same party that said that John McCain is a traitor to his nation. John McCain is not a war hero. She's running, supporting the guy who said that about her running mate 14 years ago. Yeah. People have no, they have no sensitivity to hypocrisy or irony or 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 right or wrong in that party because that party isn't a party that that party is an organized force of sedition that party isn't a party that party wants to burn this country down that party is a terrorist organization that party is a cult at best at worst they're a terrorist organization oh by the way another guy 46 year old white guy from uh, pennsylvania Named Adam Bryce, arrested, trying to kill FBI agents, targeting them all, saying, I just want to kill as many of them as I can. Let them take me out. I'm not going to die in jail. He's in jail. He's in jail. This is the Randy Rhodes Show. It to is. speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844. So with all this evil in the world and all this violence and all of this incitement and all of these liars and all of these criminals and all of these cheats who were very, 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 very much had their hands 
on the levers of power in this country for four long years and now two years trying to hold them accountable for the criminal activities that they engaged in so that they could enrich themselves or keep themselves in power, uh, we now have a serious government. We have a serious president who has done an amazing job with a 50-50 freaking Senate. What I said to you yesterday, that is no majority, zero. There is nothing less than zero majority, okay? And still, still, we saw $1.2 billion invested in our infrastructure. We saw gun legislation. We saw veterans' health care expanded for the first time in I don't know how many years. We see uh, NATO uh, stronger than ever, increasing its size by including Finland and Sweden in it. And now uh, we have uh, uh, this bill. This bill that uh, Biden is about to sign, the Inflation Reduction Act, he's just about to sign it. The uh, actual ceremony has begun. And this bill invests almost $400 billion in uh, climate, uh, I don't know what to say, mitigation, uh, reversing the effects of greenhouse gases by 40% in eight years. It will create about 9 million new jobs associated with green energy. That doesn't even take into account the other bill, the chips manufacturing bill, where we're going to manufacture our own semiconductors. Listen, I got to tell you, I, I, I've been trying to find a car. I've been trying to, you know, switch over, get get a car that's more, uh, you know, energy with it. <laughs> and there are no cars. There are no cars. Everything's in transit or in production. No one has a damn car, right? They want to buy your used car. Oh, yeah, that they want so that they have something to sell because they don't have any new cars. And, you know, I, when I buy a car, I buy new because I'm going to drive it for 10 years. The car I have now is 10 years old. 10 years old. I drive them until the wheels fall off. That's me. I don't trade them in. I don't. I just drive until the wheels fall. Anyway, so this is all a result of not having enough semiconductors, right? And so uh, this is one of the things that we're going to do here in the United States of America. So 9 million new jobs with this particular uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. And... Listen, let me just tell you one thing before I uh, switch over to uh, the signing ceremony. There were parts that were left out, as you know, okay? The child care part, the pre-K part, the child tax credit part, things like that. Family leave. You keep the House and add to the Senate two more senators, we get those things too. Yeah. All right, let's listen to Joe Biden sign this bill. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Majority Leader Schumer. Oh. Chuck, you've been a good friend a long, long time. And Joe, I never had a doubt. <laughs> Joe had an operation on his shoulder. I just want you to know it wasn't because of anything we did. He's in great shape. <laughs> and uh, our whip, uh, Mr. Clyburn, you're, uh, you're amazing. And I am reminded often by my staff, were not for you, your wife, telling you to endorse me, I wouldn't be standing here. But thank you very, very much. And also, uh, Congresswoman Castor and uh, my good friend Frank Pallone, Congressman Pallone. Thank you uh, for your leadership. You know, uh, while they couldn't be here, I especially want to thank Nancy Pelosi, who was instrumental in this law, and Vice President Harris for an incredible work she did. And I'm about to sign the Inflation Reduction Act into law, one of the most significant laws in our history. Let me say from the start, with this law, the American people won and the special interests lost. Yay. The American people won and the special interests lost. We're in a session of 
for a while, people doubted whether any of that was going to happen. But we are in a season of substance. This administration began amid a dark time in America. As Jim said, a once-in-a-century pandemic, devastating joblessness, clear and present threats to democracy and the rule of law, doubts about America's future itself. And yet, we've not wavered, we've not flinched, and we've not given in. Instead, we're delivering results for the American people. We didn't tear down. We build up. We didn't look back. We look forward. And today, today offers further proof that the soul of America is vibrant, the future of America is bright, and the promise of America is real and just beginning. Look, the bill I'm about to sign is not just about today. It's about tomorrow. It's about delivering progress and prosperity to American families. It's about showing the American and the American people that democracy still works in America, notwithstanding all the, all the talk of its demise, not just for the privileged few, but for all of us. You know, I swore an oath of office to you and to God to faithfully execute the duties of this sacred office. To me, the critical duty, the critical duty of the President is to defend what is best about America. And that's not hyperbole. Defend what's best about America, to pursue justice, to ensure fairness, deliver results that create possibilities, possibilities that all of us, all of us can live a life of consequence and prosperity in a nation that's safe and secure. That's the job. Fulfilling that pledge to you guides me every single hour of every single day in this job. You know, presidents should be judged not only by our words, but by our deeds. Not by our rhetoric, but by our actions. Not by our promise, but by reality. And today is part of an extraordinary story that's being written by this administration and our brave allies in the Congress. This law, this law that I'm about to sign, finally is delivering on a promise that Washington has made for decades to the American people. I got here as a 29-year-old kid. We were promising to make sure that Medicare would have the power to negotiate lower drug prices back then. Back then, prescription drug prices. But guess huh. what? We're giving Medicare the power to negotiate those prices Yay. now on some drugs. This means seniors are going to pay less for the prescription drugs while we're changing circumstances for people in Medicare by putting a cap a cap of a maximum of $2,000 a year on their prescription drug costs, no matter what the reason for, that, for those prescriptions are. That means if you're on Medicare, you'll never have to pay more than $2,000 a year, no matter how many prescriptions you have, whether it's for cancer or any other disease. No more than $2,000 a year. And you all know it because a lot of it come from families that need this. Mm -hmm. This is a godsend. This is a godsend to many families, and so, so long overdue. The Inflation Reduction Act locks in place lower health care premiums for millions of families who get their coverage under the Affordable Care Act. Last year, a family of four saved on average $2,400 through the American Rescue Plan that I signed in the law that the Congress voted in place. In the years ahead, thanks to the Inflation Reduction Act, 13 million people are going to continue, continue to save an average of $800 a year on health insurance. The Inflation Reduction Act invests 
$369 billion to take the most aggressive action ever, 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 ever in confronting the climate crisis and strengthening our, our economic, our energy security. It's going to offer working families thousands of dollars in savings by providing them rebates to buy new and efficient appliances, weatherize their homes, get tax credit for purchasing heat pumps and rooftop solar, electric stoves, ovens, dryers. It gives consumers a tax credit to buy electric vehicles or fuel cell vehicles new or used. And it gives them a credit, a tax credit of up to $7,500 if those vehicles were made in America. American auto companies, along with American labor, are committing their treasure and their talent, billions of dollars in investment to make electric vehicles and battery and electric charging stations all across America, made in America, all of it made in America. This new law also provides tax credits that's going to create tens of thousands of good-paying jobs and clean energy manufacturing jobs, solar factories in the Midwest and the South, wind farms across the plains and off our shores, clean hydrogen projects and more all across America every part of America. This bill is the biggest step forward on climate ever, ever. And it's going to allow, it's going to allow us to boldly take additional steps toward meeting all of my climate goals and the ones we set out when we ran. It includes ensuring that we create clean energy opportunities in frontline and fence line communities that have been smothered smothered by the legacy pollution legacy pollution. and fight environmental injustice that's been going on for so long. So I think uh, you understand this is a major piece of legislation and you add it up with the, all the other pieces of legislation that we went over and we, we'll go over again and you realize that this is what he said. This is a season of substance, not bullcrap rhetoric. These are real achievements that will build us up, not tear us apart. Mary had a We believe that all men are created equal. The magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roadshow. Turn up your mind. Even Donald Trump feels it. Maybe for the first time in his life, Donald Trump seems sincerely interested in lowering the temperature, not just for his own sake, but for the country's. Huh. He said that. He's never said anything like that. Maybe he doesn't mean it. But when has he ever said that? <laughs> Let's all calm down a little, he said the other day. This isn't good. Yeah, he's right. It's not good, and not just for him, for all of us. This could get very bad, very fast. And the Biden people know that perfectly well. They know what could happen if they continue down this path of what? using law enforcement to cling to power, but they don't care. To cling to power. Because they're facing a repudiation from voters. And okay, you know, this is such garbage that, uh, you know, they spew because we just had an amazing moment. We just had the most substantive summer I think we've ever had legislatively. You know, usually it's the dog days of August. Usually it's the hot, you know, uh, summer recess period. Nothing really gets done. Nothing gets done. We just had the president of the United States with a 50-50 Senate and a five-seat majority in the House of Representatives 
preside over one of the greatest expansions of job creating pieces of legislation I have ever, ever seen in my life. It's an amazing accomplishment. In 18 months, in 18 short months that are fraught with craziness and criminal activity and investigations and hearings and Department of Justice and witnesses and witness tampering and documents and 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 a damage assessment on our intelligence you know uh, uh, capabilities like what was given away or what was you know put in jeopardy at the very least we were able to see a, a 1.2 trillion dollar investment in our own country in our own infrastructure we saw a little bit of bipartisan legislation on some gun issues a little bit just a tad just a touch acknowledging that maybe we ought to have some red flag laws although we have these republican states that would rather die at the barrel of a a crazy maggot's gun than do background checks so we had to incentivize them with dollars with cash to try and get them to do red flag background checks just to take a gun away from somebody who's likely to commit a crime, who's likely to commit suicide, who's likely to kill their wife and their family for 48 hours while they cool the hell off. Can't even get that. Okay, we, we increase the, uh, uh, the, the, the availability. I, I don't, I don't, I, And we had all these Republicans yell at you and tell you veterans don't deserve this health care. Rand Paul actually said out loud on TV that he doesn't believe that veterans should have veterans health care for things that he deems are not actually service connected. And while some people are getting respiratory illnesses like mesothelioma and cancer and asthma and, 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 and all kinds of, uh, you know, odd brain cancers and, 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 you know, blood cancers from being around toxic burn pits. He doesn't think that just saying that you were deployed in a place where you were around a toxic burn pit ought to give you the health care that you earned by sacrificing your time and effort and possibly limbs for this country. He doesn't think so. He said that out loud. And we were still able to pass a, a veterans health care bill <clears throat> that says, yes, if you if you were deployed and there were KBR Halliburton burn pits and you got sick, yes, we'll take care of you. We are Americans after all, okay? Uh, we got NATO, a vote on NATO to expand and make NATO even stronger when, when the past president wanted to destroy NATO. He wanted to break it up. He wanted to end participation in it by citing money, saying, oh, this one only pays 1.2 percent and that one only pays 2 percent. We're paying 2 percent, but they should pay more. And just craziness, literal craziness while he was obviously giving some sort of of, of crown jewel secrets to other Uh, people other people we don't know if it was other countries people but we know other people saw it we know that at mar-a-lago he would brag and show people you know uh uh uh, you know like 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 military movements remember shinzo abe at mar-a-lago and they were all they all whipped out their cameras and they all started taking pictures just so sick and sad. But meanwhile, we just passed another piece of legislation. This one's major. This is huge. Could have been bigger. It is what's left of Build Back Better. 
And this one has four, about $400 billion worth of, uh, you know, uh, money to uh, uh, lower the amount of carbon in the air by incentivizing uh, all kinds of industries, all kinds of people with all kinds of tax credits to do all kinds of, uh, you know, green things for their homes, for their uh, driving, for their cars, 4000 for a used, 7500 for a new, uh, as long as it's made in America. It also addressed taxation, a 15% minimum tax for companies that brag that they had over a billion dollars in profits this year and are paying no taxes. Yeah, well, not anymore. Now you're going to pay 15% minimum. Prescription drugs can finally be negotiated, the price that the government, Medicare, pays for them, at least 10 this year and then uh, 10 more and, and so on and so on. Paying down the deficit again, another contribution in the, almost like a $300 billion more dollars to pay down the de- deficit while giving you subsidies to help you afford health insurance. This bill is likely to create 9 million new jobs. And this is on top of the job creation that we already can celebrate in this administration. This is substance. This isn't rhetoric. This is substance. This isn't chest pounding. This isn't a gyna virus. And coronavirus, by the way, uh, Jill got diagnosed today. She's got uh, coronavirus, Jill Biden. Okay? She'll be fine. That's the crazy thing. She'll be fine. She'll do the five days of Paxlovid, and then she'll have a relapse (laughs) because that's what it does. I told you when Biden uh, first started on Paxlovid or Paxlovid, whatever they want to call it, I said he's going to get it again. And of course he did because I'm always right. And that's another thing. Why do you want to listen to people who always are wrong? Why do you listen to people that never, ever, ever get anything right? What is that? Just sheer entertainment or the drama of it all? I'll give you drama. Donald Trump's going to go on trial. And there won't be an eyeball in this country that doesn't watch. You want drama? We'll give you drama, but we'll also give you progress. We'll also have a president who believes in us, a president who believes in America, a president who believes in possibilities, a president who understands that you don't bet against the American people, a president who says, we're going to invest in us. And, and we're going to reap the, the benefits versus the president who says, I'm going to make money over there and you're going to reap the whirlwind. You know, you reap what you sow. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's like one guy, all the drama is about tearing us apart and tearing us down. And another guy is low drama, no drama actually, a little bit mush-mouthed and definitely, you know, older. But it's trying to build us up and is doing it. Doing it. I would suggest you give him a decent Congress while you have the chance to do that. And it's coming up. It's like less than 85 days or something. I mean, the election is right around the corner. This isn't like, oh, well, I wish we could vote sooner. No, we're going to vote soon enough. And if you give him a House and you give him a couple more senators, and we could have about eight more if we really wanted to. And a couple of, you know, uh, 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 Republicans who also believe in us, like Elisa Murkowski, she'd be a good one. We could actually finish the job. We could get childcare in this country. We could get universal pre-K in this country. We could get the child tax credit extended for 
every family to have, you know, you have a kid under six, you get $300 a month per child to help you make the, the ends meet. All things Randy at RandyRhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. Let's enjoy this moment. I know there are those here today who hold a dark and despairing view of this country. I'm not one of them. I believe in the promise of America. I believe in the future of this country. I believe in the very soul of this nation. And most of all, I believe in you, the American people. I believe to my core, there isn't a single thing this country cannot do when we put our mind to it. We just have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. There's nothing beyond our, nothing beyond our capacity. That's why so many foreign companies decide to invest their make chips in America. Billions of dollars. We're the best. We have to believe in ourselves again. And now I'm going to take action that uh, I've been looking forward to doing for 18 months. And it's time to face the reduction. Just make sure you get the right one. All right. Okay. Here you go. It's now low. That's a nice moment. That's a nice moment. We all deserve to have a president who believes in us. We deserve to have a president who knows how to make something out of nothing. And and like I keep telling you, we don't have a majority in the Senate and he made something out of nothing. Uh, something out of nothing. You know why? He really believes in America. He really does. I mean, you you had this uh, this 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 crazy man prior who didn't believe anything. He had no principles, no integrity, no beliefs, no core values, no, no nothing. Everything about that person was about that person. That's as far and as wide as his concern went. And now we have a president who wants to be president of the United States of America. We have a president who really does believe, as, as corny as it sounds when he says it, and it does he believes that there is nothing America can't do when we do it together. He really believes that. Now, I've known him for a very, very long time, very long time, and he has always believed that. He has never wavered in his core belief in us, in this country, in what this country is about, in this country's people, and he's met, he's met us. <laughs> it's like, have you met us? Yeah, I've met you. I still believe in you. 
So please enjoy, enjoy that moment because that little piece of legislation right there, that just created about 9 million new jobs. That is going to be the basis for every good thing that happens for our children and their children going forward. It's like, uh, it's one of those moments like Medicare or Social Security or uh, it, it is one of those life-changing uh, uh, trajectory enhancing uh, pieces of legislation. And, and like I said, there are parts of it that got left on the uh, on the side because Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema weren't uh, up for it. But can you imagine if we could add a couple more senators and do away with the filibuster and keep the House? Can you imagine the kinds of things that will happen for our families, for our communities, for our uh, uh, pocketbooks, for our uh, you know job creation, for our ability to educate us ourselves and our children? I'm telling you. You know, the things that got left aside were the childcare things. The things that got left aside were the hearing aid things. Although I will say uh, today, uh, Joe Biden was able to get a commitment to sell hearing aids over the counter. So we'll start to see cheaper, more accessible, uh, you know, uh, hearing aids on the market, but they still won't be covered under Medicare. So we have to have the rest of it addressed, voted on, and sent to him for his signature, and we all know he'll sign it. And that would be universal pre-K for three and four-year-olds. That would be childcare that doesn't cost us more than 8% of what we're making so that, I remember, you know, when, my, when, my, when Jessica, uh, my, my sister, you know, she passed away uh, 20 years ago, but when Jessica was very little, my sister was a hairdresser. And she would sit there and figure out like how many heads she had to do in order to pay for uh, the pre-K in order to pay for the childcare for Jessica. And it just, it, it was like a wash. It became a wash, which is why I stepped up and why Jessica started coming to my house because I was working 10 to, uh, I was working at night. I was working uh, eight o'clock at night till 11 o'clock at night. So I was able to do the, the school pickup and the whole, right? I mean, but when you don't have a family unit that's able to do that, when hours don't, uh, you know, uh, create an environment where somebody can pitch in and somebody can, you know, take care of the, your kid while you're at work, the, it just becomes so oppressive. I mean, single moms, as my sister was a single mom, it, it becomes, why can't we? Why can't we create a country where, you know, I mean, for God's sake, Sweden has it, Finland has it, Norway has it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the UK. Why can't we have an industrialized nation that really cares about the industries in which we toil and the children that need to be cared for so we can toil? Why can't we have childcare that doesn't cost your entire paycheck? Why can't we have universal pre-K? Why can't we start our kids earlier? They're trying to dismantle public schools. They're over there saying there's no place in our country for, for public schools. There's no place in, in, in our country for, for pre-K. There's no, you know, I mean, it's just so unbelievable. The lack of, of, of vision or, or effort. Everything that the Republican Party stands for is about drama and rhetoric and violence. Now, you know, I was looking at uh, how many people had ads that featured, uh, you know, weapons. Uh, the list is incredibly long and really, really earth shattering. It, 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 there is this whole new era of political violence. 
that they are, uh, you know, foisting on our culture, on our society. And it's not imaginary, okay? It's not violence in music. It's not violence in video games. No, it's actual real violence where in order to run in that party, you have to be featured in a TV ad with a semi-automatic weapon or a bazooka now. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, this is this is this era of political violence has to come to a conclusion, and the only way, the only way to detox the the, the crazy violent ones out there, is to let them see a trial of these criminals, and have them appreciate just how self-serving it all was, and that it had nothing in mind for them. Call in, connect. To speak to Randy, call 561-270-3844. 561-270-3844. Such a big win for President Biden. He's actually interrupting his vacation and flying back to the White House today just for this bill signing. So let me show you what's inside of it because, as you said, it is indeed a big one. We're talking about some $740 billion overall on this health care front. It's going to help some... 13 million Americans pay for insurance by expanding subsidies. It caps prescription drug costs at $2,000 a year for Medicare recipients. And then starting next year, those receiving Medicaid would pay no more than 35 bucks a month for insulin. That's that really expensive drug. It's also the largest, as you just said, geo climate investment in U.S. history. Listen to this, some $370 billion. This includes tax credits for solar panels, electric vehicles. And look, Democrats say by the end of the decade, these incentives are going to cut greenhouse House gas by 40% from those 2005 levels. The big question right now, this is paid for by new taxes on large companies and stepped up IRS enforcement of the rich. Look, the White House is calling this a once in a generation investment, uh, promising that it's going to save Americans by uh, saving them money by reducing inflation and lowering the deficit. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's unbelievable uh, when, you, when you want to get something done for Americans. You can get something done for Americans. We just had an administration uh, that wanted to wage war inside America. He wanted to tear us apart and was very successful at doing so. He, he literally wanted to set one upon the other in, in some sort of an ideological war scenario. It's all they ever talk about on the right wing, uh, you know, uh, uh, podcasts and, and, and the, the gab and the, the telegrams and the, the, the crazy, uh, you know, alt-right TikToks. I mean, that's all they ever talk about. Weapons and war. Weapons and war. Let's, uh, let's kill the FBI now. I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable how... You know, you had some very, very progressive members uh, floating the idea of defunding local police forces who obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, shoot their own people that they're supposed to be protecting and serving. But you got the crazies on the on the right now that are saying defund the FBI. You understand the FBI deals in counterterrorism. You understand the FBI deals in uh, uh, child trafficking, right? You understand that the FBI uh, does intelligence work. You, I mean, it, it is so amazing to me. But they don't want to be held accountable for the crimes that their dear leader committed. They don't want to go down with that ship. They don't want to be near it. They don't want anybody to... And it's the only way to end this political violence that's being done in this uh, country is to put these people, and it's going to be a whole lot of people, on trial. 
to put them on trial for racketeering inside the United States, for running a, a corrupt organization inside the United States, for tearing the United States apart or attempting to tear the United States apart. I mean, it, it is so amazing to me that that is their goal, that this is what they're working for, deconstruction, deconstruction of the United States. I, it, it, and they say it. They say it out loud. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Your other aspect for the FBI being around, not being defunded and deconstructed, is that, oh, See? if you didn't have us, you know, you wouldn't be able to stop child trafficking. Ask Liz, you anybody involved. Ask all the patriots out there right now. Patriots. They're involved in stopping child, child trafficking. Does anybody ever mention, does anybody ever mention the FBI as being any real assistance whatsoever? Oh, my God. Except for marginal case. Remember, here's what they do. They do a marginal case right now. They say, hey, we're really doing something. A marginal case. No, they've turned into the American Gestapo. They oh have to be God. defunded. They say, oh, this is dangerous talk. No, it's not. It's just a, it's a political process. These institutions aren't permanent. The institutions should last as long as they are effective for the American people. In the in the, in our in our nation, okay. In, seem, they seem effective to me. I'm an American. I love the job they're doing. Every year in this country, the FBI does these targeted sex trafficking um, arrests. Every year, they work on new groups of sex traffickers. This year, we uh, well, let me go back to 2019. Okay, in 2019, there was a month-long FBI-led operation to identify and arrest sex traffickers and recover uh, child victims. There were hundreds, hundreds of children rescued. There were 67 sex trafficker uh, groups that were uh, arrested and tried. Okay. The FBI Child Exploitation and Human Trafficking Task Forces exist in every single one of the 56 FBI field offices in the United States. The sweep in 2019 included undercover operations that led to the opening of five dozen federal criminal investigations. 103 juveniles were identified and recovered. 67 suspected traffickers were arrested and 60 new federal investigations were started. Okay, so that was 2019. Um, this just this month, just like last week, there was another giant uh, uh, arrest of uh, and, and we were able to rescue over 200 juveniles who were sex trafficked. 200. We've been doing this since 2003. 2003, we created the Department of Justice, Child Exploitation and Obscenity Section and launched the Innocent, Innocence Lost National Initiative in 2003 to go after sex trafficking of children. Today we have 86 child exploitation and human trafficking task forces. So far, so far, it has led to 6,600 child victims and 2,700 criminal convictions of sex traffickers. It's called Operation Cross Country. They do it every year in this country, and we've been doing it since 2003, and it produces the most amazing results to end child sex trafficking. And he's sitting there, he's sitting there trying to tell you you need to defund or disband the FBI because they don't really do anything. They don't really do anything with regard to sex trafficking or, or child sex trafficking. I mean, this is just the juveniles. I, we're not even talking about adults. Adults who are, uh, you know, uh, being held.
by sex traffickers who are being coerced, who have their passports taken away from them, who are, you know, enslaved, basically. I, I, why, why would you lie about something like that? Because you don't want to be held accountable for the crimes you commit. And he was held, we almost held him accountable for the crime he committed. He committed a a fraud against his own freaking viewers. He stole a million dollars. And Trump pardoned him. Pardoned him. And this is another part of this, okay? So uh, we're not going to go through all this uh, heavy lifting, all of this time and effort to identify the crimes and to hold people accountable for the crimes that were committed against this country, including election rigging and, and, and obstruction of, of, of you know, uh, investigations into the Russia collusion, right? Remember that there was no certain conclusion except that Russia did interfere in our elections and 13 indictments were handed down against a Russian troll farm in St. Petersburg but we couldn't account for the president because the president obstructed the investigation. And now he's obstructing this investigation. And so some, some, some of the, the thoughts out there are, well, you know, we're gonna get him and, and we're gonna put him on trial and he'll be convicted and then we'll elect Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis will pardon him. Well, see, if we had a trial on the TV in 2023 and 2024 ahead of the 2024 election, I doubt Republicans would be viable for dog catcher. This is the Randy Rhodes Show. To speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844. January 2021. Joe Biden becomes president, inheriting a deeply damaged economy. Democrats went to work, repairing our roads and bridges, boosting American manufacturing, taking on China, fixing supply chains to lower costs, allowing Medicare to negotiate lower drug prices, a new law boosting energy independence, over 9.5 million new jobs. Democrats delivering for America's families. House Majority PAC is responsible for the content of this ad. Yeah, keep it uh, airing. Just play it over and over and over and over and over again. Because you give Joe Biden a couple more senators, we get rid of the filibuster, and we can do childcare. We can do uh, 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 pre-K. We can do, you know, a child tax credit. We can, you know, uh, continue that. We can help ourselves a great deal. Or we can have a civil war. Up to you. You know, you choose. But at least the Civil War was about something. The Civil War was about the Union versus seditionists who wanted to protect the institution of slavery, okay? They wanted to protect the ability for one man to own another human being, another man. This is what they they fought for. And it was a bloodbath, you understand? But at least it was about something as as ill-conceived as their ideas in the South were. At least they believed in, 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 you know, sedition. They believed in slavery. These people, they believe in nothing. They believe in absolutely nothing, or at least nothing real. And they're just a bunch of randos. They're not like, uh, I mean, the American Civil War was, uh, you know, an inevitable confrontation between an organized military, organized forces in the South. This is not that. This is crazy people running for office on television with uh, weapons, with weapons. 
and declaring their willingness to use it against uh, you know people they don't like. And honestly, what does what 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 is that about? What is that belief that uh, you know people that disagree with you must die? Is that is that is that a belief? Is that something? I I don't know. I mean, listen, uh, this is happening because you have uh, old white men who are watching too much television. Seriously, and believe in nothing real. They believe in absolutely nothing real. Uh, I, I I need to show you a couple of these things, okay? This, this is this is just so insane. But this is what goes on when uh, you know in, in the right wing, uh, in their in their houses of worship, on their television shows. Here, I'll, I'll start with a television show first, okay? This, this is the right wing talking to the right wing about getting rid of everybody else. This is spiritual warfare, and we are now in in the Normandy landing of spiritual warfare. The Democratic Party is possessed by preternatural evil. It is not a human institution anymore. It is an instrument of wicked spirits. This is (laughs) demonic. Our enemies are demonic. There's no turning the other cheek. There's no being winsome. There's no compromise possible. And, with I, these I, and I want to be clear, just theologically, because in the past, if you don't clarify these things, people misinterpret them. Well, folks, we're not saying that these people are demons. Oh. We're saying that they're being used by, by demons. demons. And we need to understand that at the heart of all this, this is a spiritual battle. There's no other way to make sense of it. If you're solving for X, if you know how to do algebra, you solve for (laughs) X, you don't even need to believe in God. This will make you believe in God. This will make you understand when you look at this, you say, there is no other possible explanation. If I connect all the dots, it it doesn't make any sense. Greed, uh, politics, nothing could account for what we're seeing, ex- except something genuinely spiritually dark and wicked. <laughs> yes, it's dark and wicked to do uh, pre-K. Uh, it's very dark and wicked, very dark and wicked to uh, give people, you know, the ability to install solar panels. Of course, that's uh, Satan. That that's Satan acting, right? Uh, I'm glad he clarified because people as demons, lunacy. Ridiculous. People being used by demons, that starts to make a little sense. Okay, you, you want to see a man possessed? Okay, this is a guy who watched entirely too many Sam Kinison YouTubes, okay? Really, check this out. His anger is not turned away, but his hand is still stretched out. Say, surely I'll find somebody that'll stop me. That's what he's called you to do for America. Listen to me. If we don't have a miracle in the midterms, if we don't have a miracle in 24, I dare tell you it is over. There is no more stopping the judgment of God on this nation. God is depending on you to get involved, to get concerned, to give a care about his nation. Isn't gluttony a sin? I don't know. But uh, this guy watched entirely too much Sam Kennison in his life and decided to take it up to, uh, you know, his little pulpit there and start screaming about the midterms, the midterms, right? Because, you know, investing in infrastructure in the United States of America, especially during these, uh, you know, floods and during, uh, you know, these tornadoes, that's that's evil. You know that's evil. Giving veterans health care, demonic. 
I'm here to tell you, letting Medicare negotiate the cost of prescription drugs, lowering the cost of insulin for seniors to $35 a month. I'm telling you, Satan is just having a party. What? This is real craziness, okay? And, oh, here's Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer is running in Florida. She wants to uh, join the House of Representatives. Uh, You know, she hates Muslims. She hates a lot of people. She's a hater. She's just a, a virulent hater all her power comes from hatred but it's not demonic right she forgot she's a jew she forgot i'm a really big supporter of the christian nationalist movement i support christians (laughs) Uh, i'm going to fight for christians i'm going to fight for white people i'm going to fight for you know nationalist movements i'm going to fight against the uh the anti-white racism that is being uh you know perpetuated i'm going to fight for all americans really all freedom-loving Americans, um, regardless of their background. But there is clearly a war on white people. There's clearly a war on Christianity in this country. Even though I am Jewish, I'm still going to fight for Christian nationalists. And I I find that most of my friends and most of my allies and most of the people who I associate these days uh, with are Christian nationalists. I mean, and the host is sitting there going, good for you, because we're going to eat you alive when we get power. We're going to eat you, Laura. You forgot you're a Jew, and Jews are not welcome in the white Christian nationalist uh, group. You know, we're Nazis. Did somebody not give you the memo? It is so amazing. It is just so self-loathing. So not only do you have to hate others, you now have to hate yourself. That's crazy. Brian in California. Hi, Randy. Hi, hey, Brian. Um, you, had, you had a question like, why are we going on like this? And my thought is that why would you fight the civil war over and over and over again when you know the end result? The loss. And that's what Donald Trump is doing. Same thing. And yes, you're right. Gluttony is the uh, third sin. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, Jason in Simi Valley. Oh, Randy, I just want to end your show telling everybody it's only going to get worse for Donald. And you know what it's going to do him in, in the end? It's not the big people, the Giuliani or whatever. It's going to be all the lesser-known people, the assistants and such, who are being deposed, who don't have the big lawyers and such, because the more you dig, the worse it gets. And by the end of this, it's going to be a death of a thousand cuts, whether it be Georgia, uh, the election thing, the documents or whatever. I just don't see any way it's going to get better for him. No, it's going to get combined, okay, into one. Rico. Yes, and into one giant RICO case. And uh, everybody, his, his lieutenants, whatever you want to call his guy, you know, his lawyers. I mean, Coppos. look. Yes, his capos, okay? They're they're all going to go to federal prison. Rudy Giuliani, uh, you know, has already already lost his law. He can't practice law. He's not been disbarred yet. He's only had it suspended. Right, right. Well, I I mean, his life is over. His career is done. All he wants to do now is die a free man. That's his goal. That's that's what he's shooting for. And you know what that means? That means he flips like a goldfish out of the bowl. By the way, for the record, uh, and I hope you've seen it, but let's just say that I have echoes of Saul Goodman. Of who? Saul Goodman. Better call Saul. If you haven't watched it, you'll love it. 
Oh, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, listen. Cowards, instigators, they're, they're egging on people, you know, who are wannabes, never will be's. And every one of them is going to end up in some sort of trouble, some sort of pickle. And it's not going to put a nickel in your pocket to hate like this. So cut the crap.